Welcome to Commercial Break. I'm Bill Stevenson, and with me is Amy Finley. Hi, Amy. Hey, Bill. So this is the first in what we're hoping is going to be a series of, can we call them technical wording podcasts? Is that fair? Yep, definitely. Okay, so uh, before we get into our first topic today, which is going to be um, vacancy, uh, we should introduce ourselves. You do the honors. Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is Amy Findlay. I'm a National Portfolio Specialist here at the Cooperators. I'm located in the Alberta office, uh, in case anyone is ever looking for me. Um, my background is in both underwriting and in sales. I've worked in both roles, but I've always had a real passion for commercial wordings and explaining technical wording concepts. So uh, hopefully everyone will learn something from me today. My name is Bill Stevenson. I work from home, so hopefully nobody stops by the house looking for me. Uh, but I'm in Elderton, which is about 10 minutes north of London, Ontario. And I've been in the SLC role now for almost a year. And prior to that, I held a number of different roles. I was a portfolio analyst. Uh, I worked in system support. Uh, but I got my start in uh, agency as um, a sales associate Florida. Uh, later on, I got my life license and I was uh, an associate financial advisor for a while. So I've got a bit of experience on the sales side for commercial um, and uh, certainly in my role as a special lines consultant over the past 12 months. I said we we're going to talk about vacancy and uh, Amy, why don't we start by uh, defining vacancy from a commercial standpoint? Sure. So when we talk about vacancy, what we mean is any location, so any property which is vacant, that is there's nothing there, um, there's no intention of returning, uh, or is also considered to be unoccupied, so it's not currently in use, or shut down. Um, and we refer to that as vacant, unoccupied, or shut down a period of more than 30 consecutive days. So we're looking at extended absences of longer than 30 days when we talk about vacancy and commercial. Okay, and you mentioned unoccupied. So for our listeners who are familiar with our home product, we do distinguish between vacant and unoccupied. You're saying we don't do that on commercial? When we look at the commercial broad form, the B1 wording, uh, you'll find a particular clause under excluded property, which talks about properties which are vacant, unoccupied, or shut down. And those terms are all lumped together because they're treated the same way by the wording. If it's vacant or unoccupied or shut down, what happens to coverage after 30 days? After 30 days of any of those conditions, there is no coverage available under the commercial broad form. If the building has been unoccupied for more than 30 days, there's no coverage for any loss that occurs at that building. It's important for our clients to let us know if uh, their building becomes vacant because we do have the ability to read coverage back into the policy, correct? Yes, we have something available called a vacancy permit warranty endorsement. Uh, so what that does is talks about this exclusion in the wording and it brings coverage back in um, for properties that might be vacant or unoccupied subject to a couple different conditions. So one of those is that someone's going to have to check on the property periodically. It's probably the most important one. Uh, the warranty endorsement specifies that a competent person must check the property every 72 hours. 
can't send your eight-year-old kid on his skateboard to go look in the window. Uh, we want to make sure that there's a competent person able to check the building and make sure there's no circumstances that could lead to a loss. So do we ask the client to, say, uh, drain their pipes and ensure that uh, they're maintaining heating during winter months? In the vacancy warranty endorsement, there's three things we ask. The building is checked by a competent person. There is no trash or rubbish left on the premises. All of the windows and doors are closed and locked. So we don't talk specifically about anything having to do with draining the water lines or having the heating on. Um, instead, we would recommend that kind of as a best practice for our clients. Obviously, clients don't want to have a loss any more than we want them to have a loss. So when they're able to do things like drain the water line, then it makes it easier to ensure that there might um, not be any bad circumstances that happen at that building. Our policy system asks uh, what percentage of a building may be vacant. Do we care if it's 10% or 20% or 30%? Does it matter? It does not matter from a wording perspective. We don't define how much of a building has to be empty in order for it to be considered vacant or unoccupied. Um, so in that case, we would consider it, if it's 100% empty, then it would be vacant. If it's 50% empty, it wouldn't be considered vacant. Important that we know so that we can take um, the proper precautions when we're looking at coverage and rating. Well, at the end of the day, a vacant risk is much more susceptible to things like vandalism and theft and water damage. So, uh, I mean, it makes sense that we've got that limitation on our coverage, right? Exactly. We just want to make sure that we have a good understanding of what's going on at the premises. It doesn't necessarily mean that vacant risks are bad risks. It just means that we need to look at them a bit differently than we would look at an occupied building. Thanks, Amy. Talk to you soon. That's it for today's episode of Commercial Break. Come back and see us again.